Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. It's just that time of the year. February can be dark, dreary, and cold, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, and many of us are craving the brightness of spring. We are over the comfort foods of winter, and we just want it to be warm and bright outside, especially when it comes to flavors. But even if we're not quite there yet with spring produce or the actual weather, I want to share with you how we can bring some much-needed brightness into our winter meals. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, founder of Healthy Mama Chris, trained chef and busy mom just like you and your host. And I want to talk about bringing some brightness into our winter meals. I love comfort food as much as the next person, but I feel like there is this time that comes after several months of winter, several months of cold here. It's been chilly and rainy in West Central Florida, and I am just ready for fresh spring flavors, but the weather is not ready for that yet. Last week, we talked about ways to get out of a recipe rut. If you're in kind of a season where you've been making a lot of the same recipes over and over again, and you're getting bored, your family's getting bored, I will link that episode in the show notes if you haven't listened to it. But one of the ways we can kind of get out of a recipe rut is by doing new things with meals and flavors that we already love. So today, I want to talk about some really simple ways you can brighten up some of those meals you might already be making and just need a little tweak. 
other than just adding a smattering of fresh herbs and calling it a day. My first tip for brightening up your winter meals is to add an unexpected sauce. I think when it comes to winter meals, we tend to gravitate towards the heavier tomato sauces or the cream-based sauces. So something more unexpected in the winter time is something bright and herbaceous, like a pesto or a gremolata. These are two of my favorites to bring some brightness to meals. I have a recent recipe I shared in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club where I add pesto to slow cooker turkey meatballs. So you already have the meatballs that we know and love. You have that red sauce. You're putting it all in the slow cooker so it cooks all day long and you have dinner ready. When you come home, you can serve it over pasta. You can serve it over spaghetti squash, whatever you love. But you add that pesto to the turkey meatballs. You can also use beef if you want to as well. And it just adds a little bit of flavor and brightness to the meatballs that is a little bit unexpected. I also love using pesto on top of salmon. So I have a baked salmon pesto recipe where essentially you are just taking a big piece of salmon, patting it dry, seasoning it and covering it with pesto and baking it in the oven for about 12 minutes until it's just flaky. Pesto is full of healthy fats from the olive oil and whatever nuts you want to use. I typically use almonds, but pine nuts are traditional and it really locks in that moisture in the salmon and makes it really, really flavorful. And it feels like something that is kind of springy and fresh, even though it's something you're baking in the oven. It's also really simple and great for a weeknight. I also love using pesto in lasagna. I have a white pesto skillet lasagna recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. You can use it in between your layers of bechamel in a white lasagna. And again, it just adds a little something that is different than your traditional kind of heavy tomato and ricotta style lasagna. If you have leftover pesto, one of my favorite ways to use leftover pesto is in a pesto grilled cheese. So I will smear the pesto on the inside of a really great crusty Italian bread or sourdough bread, add some fresh sliced mozzarella and cook that up just like you would any other grilled cheese and serve it alongside my roasted garlic and tomato soup. This is one of my family's favorite recipes. It uses a can of fire roasted tomato an entire head of garlic and some onions that you roast in the oven and then you mix that head of garlic with the onions the tomatoes and some heavy cream blend it all up with your blender or your immersion blender and it makes such a delicious easy dinner and you add that with the pesto grilled cheese and it feels like a gourmet meal that came together in no time and there's so many other ways you can use pesto as well. You can use it on top of a bowl. You can use it as your sauce. And I know that basil is traditionally a more summertime herb. However, it is grown hydroponically all over the U.S. and Canada. So you can get it very fresh and very inexpensively in the wintertime as well. I also like to make my spinach almond pesto where you cut the basil with spinach. So it's half spinach, half basil. So you still get that delicious basil flavor. You're getting some extra nutrients from the spinach. I use almonds in there instead of pine nuts. So it's a little bit more budget friendly as well. You can make your own pesto or you can buy a store-bought pesto as well. Gotham Greens is my favorite brand if you can find it near you. 
And I can't forget to mention that you can make pesto with other herbs as well. You can make a parsley pesto. You can make a kale pesto, which I know isn't an herb, but you can make a kale pesto. You can also make a cilantro pesto. You can make a pesto with pretty much any leafy green you want to. Obviously, the more robust flavor, it will have more of a robust flavor in that pesto. You can mix up the nuts. You can use walnuts. You can use pine nuts. You can use almonds. You can use pecans. It will lightly change the flavor, but experiment for your favorite combination. The second unexpected sauce I love in the wintertime is a gremolata. If you've never made a gremolata, it is a green sauce like your pesto, and it's just made of chopped parsley, lemon zest, and garlic. It is traditionally served on top of asobuco, so it is used to brighten up a traditionally heavy dish, but it is so delicious on really any soup, stew, meat. It's really great on steak. It's great on chicken, roasted chicken. It's great on vegetables as well. Try it on roasted cauliflower. It's just really great to add a little bit of brightness and freshness on top of anything that might be heavy or warm like a soup or a stew. Remember, the three foundations of flavor are taste, texture, and temperature. If you add something that has more of a bright cooling temperature to something that might be a little bit heavier or hot, it can add a really great contrast that adds interest and just really enhances the flavor of your dish. A couple more favorite sauces in the winter time that can add a little bit of brightness and unexpected flavor are a yogurt sauce. I love making an herb yogurt sauce with just some lemon juice, garlic, fresh herbs, and Greek yogurt. A peanut sauce. I love serving peanut sauce drizzled over bowls. I'll do a peanut chicken bowl with rotisserie chicken or pan-seared chicken. I love making a spring roll bowl with some ginger shrimp and some cabbage, some cucumbers, some carrots, some mango over some rice noodles. That recipe is coming in my bowls book that comes out in a couple of weeks. You can turn that peanut chicken bowl into a wrap as well. Peanut sauce is so, so simple to make, and it is oftentimes used for more springy and summery recipes, but bring it into your winter recipes to add a new flavor. I also love adding any sort of spicy mayos to my bowls, to my tacos. I have a hot honey salmon bowl in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club winter meal plan that has a ginger mayo on top. I love adding a gochujang mayo on top of my Korean-inspired beef tacos. Any sort of Oh, gosh, any sort of bowl is so good with a sriracha mayo. I essentially just mix some avocado oil mayonnaise with some lime juice, garlic, and some sriracha or gochujang, and you have that spice, you have that creaminess, and it really, sauces just truly take your dish to the next level. They're very simple to make, and I think we underestimate and sometimes skip out on the sauce because it feels like one extra step, I think we underestimate how transformative a sauce can be for a dish. I have a whole episode on sauces, by the way, which I will link down below if you haven't listened to it. Some of the sauces I've mentioned are also in that episode. And last but not least in this category, harissa. It is a spicy Moroccan red pepper spice paste, and it is so good on chicken, on fish, 
in any sort of bowl. I like using it as a marinade for meat, but you can also use it as a sauce in and of itself. There's a more mild version and a spicier version, the Mina brand. I get it at Whole Foods. You can get it online on Amazon as well is my favorite brand. And it definitely adds a bit of spice, a little bit of acidity from the red peppers and a really beautiful, unexpected flavor. The second thing you can do to add some brightness to your winter meals is to embrace citrus season. We are at the tail end of citrus season. And even though I think oftentimes we think of citrus in the spring and the summertime, your citrus will still last through the spring, the summertime. But as we get to the end of the summer and the fall, it's just not as good and it's more expensive. So embrace citrus season now. Use citrus juice and citrus zest in your meals to add that natural brightness that is so good in any of your winter meals. I love adding a splash of a lemon or a lime juice to the end of my soup, my chicken gnocchi soup, some lime juice in my chicken tortilla soup. Both of those recipes are on my website. I love adding some lemon to a minestrone soup as well. Just because it is a more comforting soup type meal doesn't mean that you can't add in a little bit of that citrusy flavor to it. I also love citrus in any sort of vinaigrette or any sort of dressing. I love a zesty lemony vinaigrette on salad. It's delicious on kale. I also really love adding orange juice to tahini for an orange tahini sauce. You can add some honey to it to make it a little bit sweeter or add some cumin to it for just a little bit of a twist on your classic tahini. And of course, citrus zest adds so much flavor. So microplane some zest from your lemons, your limes, your oranges into your vinaigrettes, into your sauces. If you're going to add it to anything, you want to add it at the end. The aromatic compounds from the citrus are in the zest. So it's going to give you that beautiful scent and also a pop of flavor. But you don't want to cook it too much because it'll get bitter. And remember, when you are zesting citrus, you just want to get the bright part of the citrus. You don't want to get down to the white pith because that part is bitter. So the aromatic compounds and the beautiful flavor are in the color part of the peel. Really, aside from dressings and adding some citrus just to the end of your soup, I recommend just serving it on the side of your soups, your stews, anything but like your super creamy dishes. It is also really good in pasta dishes, in shrimp scampi, whether you want to serve that on its own with some crusty bread or over pasta as well. So it's great in vinaigrettes, in sauces, but try just serving some fresh citrus on the side of your meals and see how it transforms your tacos, how it transforms your stew with just a little bit of acid. Acid can really bring a dish together. My third tip, it's the winter time. Oftentimes we are cold and bored and we just want something different to do. It's not the summertime where we are spending lots of time outside with friends at the beach, at the pool, at barbecues. We need something to bring some more interest in our life. If you're not someone who's super into winter sports, take the time to try a new cuisine. Try something different. Take one night a week to try a new food. Pick out five new cuisines, okay? And then for the next five weeks, or maybe you take one week off for the next six weeks, try five new recipes that are different than what you would typically cook. 
even just a small shift in your routine can make a big difference in making your meals feel exciting again. And I think it can make them feel really exciting for your kids as well. I have a great episode coming up that I had with a guest on bringing new flavors and global cuisines to our families. So stay tuned for that. But try some new recipes. Try some new cuisines. If you haven't made Indian food at home, but you enjoy Indian food, try a moderately spicy, if your kids don't like a lot of spice, but try a spicy curry with a bright raita. Try some Peruvian chicken with aji verde, which is a spicy green sauce that's really great to add some brightness in the winter and the springtime. Try a Moroccan tagine. Try an Asian cuisine you haven't tried before or a takeout fakeout recipe like my one pan orange chicken and broccoli. Try making sushi at home. It is way easier than you might think. Or maybe try something new from a cuisine you already love. If you're a fan of Italian cuisine, maybe try a more Mediterranean style Southern Italian cuisine. Maybe try your hand at making some Neapolitan style pizza. Maybe try some German cuisine or Scandinavian cuisine if you haven't tried making those type of foods at home. So choose five different cuisines. Once a week, try something new. And do it on the weekend if you feel like you're nervous. It might take a little bit of extra time if you have time on the weekend. For us, we don't have time on the weekend. For us, it would be like a Thursday or a Friday. So find a day that works for you and make that the day that you look forward to, to try something different, to bring some more excitement to your meals. We're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. I'm always looking for new ways to make habit building easy. Make it a point to build healthier habits for yourself and stay hydrated with pure, healthy water. That's why you've got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. Its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. One of the things that was most important to me as a busy mom, aside from clean, purified water, is not having to change expensive filters every single month. The AquaTrue filters are affordable and long-lasting. No changing filters every two to three months. AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years, and I can personally attest to that. Best of all, the water tastes fantastic, and you don't have to worry about PFAs or other harmful contaminants. I truly don't know what we would do without our AquaTrue water filter. Having great tasting, purified water for drinking, coffee, and cooking has been a game changer for our family. I know finding a water filter that fits your family and budget can be a struggle. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tip number four, add some actual color to the mix. I think sometimes in the wintertime, especially, our meals end up being very monochromatic. So bring in some color. Bring in some of that winter produce that you might not have already tried. I mentioned this in my episode on if, you, if you're in a recipe rut, maybe try some of that seasonal produce. I know the winter is not the time for produce other than citrus and like greens and squash. But what have you not tried? Why not try a warm salad, like a warm massage kale salad? I have a delicious, sweet and savory kale salad in the cooking club that has crispy shallots on top and sultana raisins. It is so tasty, that lemony honey vinaigrette on there. So try a warm massage kale salad or a salad salad with something warm on top like roasted delicata squash. I have a maple balsamic marinated beef salad with a pear vinaigrette that is a fall recipe but still works really great in the winter time. It was in my fall family cookbook from the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. But honestly, I think I want to share that one with all of you because I think if we need to add some brightness to our winter meals, a really, really great salad that has all of those warming flavors, but also some brightness is a really great example. I just really love serving a really simple salad with heavier meals as well, like a roast. We love a really simple arugula, lemon juice, and really good olive oil salad. We'll dress it with some kosher salt as well. I literally just toss arugula with a ton of fresh lemon juice. Grazza is my current favorite olive oil. They have one for cooking and they have one for drizzling. So I use the drizzling oil on salad. And like I said, just some kosher salt. So whisk the lemon juice, the olive oil, the salt in a bowl, toss the arugula in. You can use as much lemon or as little lemon as you want. I love a lot of lemon with the pepperiness of the arugula. Serve that alongside your roast or your steaks or any of those meals that might be a little bit heavier in nature. A really simple, low effort, bright salad can go a long way. Another way to add color is to explore some of the produce that is still good in the wintertime. So some of your root vegetables, roast up some beets and carrots to go on top of your salad or as your next side to your roast chicken as something just a little bit different than what you normally serve. We oftentimes do potatoes and broccoli. So beets and carrots are delicious and will add a ton more color. Serve them alongside some Brussels sprouts as well. I love beets with a little bit of a honey vinegar if you find them to be a little bit bitter, then add a little bit of acid, add a little bit of sweetness, and that will counteract that. I love roasting carrots with some cumin and some cinnamons for warming flavors, and it brings out that sweetness. They're a little sweet, a little savory. They're so good. 
You can also just add some brightness to whatever dish you're already making by adding in some extra greens. Add in some greens to your next soup. Add in some greens to your next stew. Add in some greens to your next macaroni and cheese. I also have a cauliflower veggie mac and cheese. I think that one's on my website. If not, it's in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club for any of you in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So that wouldn't be adding some physical color to your meal, but it would be adding in some vegetables. But there are so many ways you can add in some greens. I have a creamy Parmesan pasta with kale my kids love in the cooking club as well. I love adding any sort of crunchy raw vegetables to warm dishes like bowls. So I love making quick pickled carrots or quick pickled cucumbers and adding them to any of my Asian style bowls like my ginger pork bowls or teriyaki salmon or chicken bowls. I love crunchy red cabbage on tacos as well as on top of taco bowls or those spring roll bowls with the peanut sauce I mentioned as well. So I know that wintertime isn't typically the time for raw vegetables, but there are some fresh vegetables that are available in the wintertime, like your cabbage and your carrots or your hydroponic uh, cucumbers as well that are fresh and are flavorful. And you can add those for a little bit of crunch and contrast. Again, that little bit of cooling flavor to your otherwise warm meal that will add that variety and balance and contrast to bring some interest into your meal. And anything pickled adds a ton of brightness as well. And then, of course, adding in some fresh herbs is a great way to do this as well. We buy so many fresh herbs every week because they add such great flavor. They're not just a garnish. So add them on top of your meals, add them as a condiment like the pesto or the gremolata I mentioned, or add them into foods. I love them in sauces like my green goddess dressing, which has basil and chives and parsley or in my homemade herb ranch that has dill and parsley and chives. You can add chives to biscuits, either breakfast biscuits or on top of a skillet chicken pot pie or as the side to your dish. Again, it just adds a little bit of something extra and it's very simple and not something that's gonna take a ton of energy or cost a ton of money. And last but not least, my fifth tip is to try some new condiments for a little flair. I know I talked about some sauces you can add, which is definitely a way to add in some brightness, some new flavors, but sometimes we just want something that we can buy at the store or something that's very simple to make. One thing that we always keep on hand is pickled onions. We love making pickled onions with apple cider vinegar, water, and honey, or you can use a bit of sugar and some sea salt. You heat that up, add in thinly sliced red onions. Recently, I've been using my mandolin to thinly slice the onions so they're even thinner. You can definitely use a sharp knife as well. I actually have to go pick up my knives from Sur La Table this evening because they have been, well, they've been being sharpened. Reminder to sharpen your knives so you can do things like very thinly sliced cabbage or very thinly sliced onions for pickled onions. We love them on tacos, on tostadas, on bowls, on salads. You can also pickle other vegetables too, like I mentioned pickled carrots or quick pickled cucumbers. I know the pickled cucumbers are pickles, but you can quick pickle them in rice vinegar and fish sauce and a little bit of sugar for an Asian style pickled vegetable. 
Cucumbers are great this way, but so are grated carrots, grated beets. There's a ton you can do with pickled vegetables. I had Sophia Nguyen Eng on the podcast in January talking about Asian cooking, and she has some great recipes in her cookbook, Nourish- The Nourishing Asian Kitchen, for pickled vegetables as well. I love sun-dried tomatoes to add a bright acidity to meals, either sun-dried tomatoes in oil or there's a sun-dried tomato that is dried and just in a bag from Trader Joe's that I usually buy by like the five bags when I find it at Trader Joe's. And those are really great in sauces. You can add a Tuscan feel to your cream sauce with some sun-dried tomatoes and some either kale or spinach as well. You can try a briny new olive and add that to your Mediterranean style meal, your Middle Eastern style meal, your Greek style meal, which I know is in the Mediterranean. But there's so many. Oh, my gosh. Moroccan cuisine is really great. Olives are one of my favorite foods. I know they're not for everyone. My husband doesn't love olives. My favorite olive is Castle Vetrano. If you haven't tried them before, splurge on some Castle Vetrano olives this week at the grocery store. They're not wildly expensive, but they're definitely more expensive than your like sliced black olives you would get to put on top of pizza. You will be changed. They're so good. Add in a spicy element with a spicy condiment like some chili crunch. If you've never tried chili crunch, there's one that you can get at Trader Joe's. I love the Fly by Ying chili crunch and the Momofuku chili crunch as well. It adds some spice and also texture. I love it on top of salmon. It's great on top of bowls as well. I love adding preserved lemons. If you've never tried preserved lemons, again, they're one of those a little bit more expensive, but a little goes a long way and they'll last a while. They're salty. They're zesty. They add such a great flavor to vinaigrettes. You can make a preserved lemon vinaigrette. They're delicious on top of pasta or in pasta. They're also delicious over fish as well on top of roasted vegetables. They are very salty, so add a little bit at a time. So taste them, add a little bit at a time. You can look up preserved lemon recipes. I don't have any off the top of my head or on my website because they are a specialty ingredient and I don't tend to make a lot of recipes with with specialty ingredients, but they are so delicious and worth it and will definitely brighten up your meal. If you're looking for a little bit more spice, why not try out a new hot sauce that will add some brightness to your meal? I really love the Yellow Bird brand. I really love their sriracha. It's made with really great ingredients. They have different levels of hot sauces as well. They have a habanero hot sauce that's really good. They have a sereno, a jalapeno, and a ghost pepper hot sauce, which is very spicy. I've also been super into the jalapeno roasted garlic hot sauce from Trader Joe's. I think it was like two bucks and it's super garlicky, so you have to love garlic, which I do. If you've been around here for any length of time, you know there is no garlic limit. I love garlic. Um, Hot honey is also a great way to add a little bit of something extra to your meals. It's really great with cheese. It's really great on chicken, especially a breaded chicken, like a chicken cutlet for like a hot honey chicken sandwich or hot honey chicken salad as well. You've got the sweet, you've got the spice. It's really tasty. 
Any sort of briny cheese will also add a nice brightness to your dish as well. So try a really nice feta cheese in the brine. It's the only type of feta cheese I recommend. Do not buy the pre-crumbled feta cheese. I grew up eating the pre-crumbled feta we would just get at the grocery store. I mean, now you can get the feta in the brine at the grocery store as well, but it does feel like an extra step to take it out of the brine and crumble it. But it's it's like the good olives, okay? You're going to you're not going to want to go back when you try the feta in the brine. It is just so good. Again, like preserved lemons, it is salty. So add a little bit at a time. OK, we don't need a lot. We like things that add a lot of flavor, a lot of bang for your buck with just a little amount. Feta is one of those things. Try feta on top of your salad, of course. Try it on top of your wraps, on top of your bowls. Try it on top of your soup and thank me later. And last but not least, microgreens are available pretty much year round because they can be grown indoors. They're packed with nutrients because they are the tiny, small, pre-version of our bigger vegetables. But they add not just some color for some brightness, but a ton of flavor and sometimes even an unexpected spice. I love micro cilantro, micro micro basil, micro arugula is what I have in my fridge right now. I've been putting on top of eggs and I just sprinkle a little bit on pretty much any dish. I want a little bit of peppery flavor and then also a bunch of nutrients as well. So, so many condiments and toppings that you can add to your meals to really just bring that brightness, make it feel fresh, make it feel a little bit lighter maybe, and kind of start that very slow transition to spring. I know for many of us, we are still a ways away from the warmer weather and the spring produce, but I hope this gave you some ideas and inspiration to make your meals a little brighter, a little lighter, a little more flavorful this end of winter season. Don't worry, spring is coming soon, but until then, we can make our meals extra delicious so we can survive these last few weeks of winter. Almost all of the recipes mentioned in this episode can be found in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you haven't checked out the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is an extension of this podcast. There are over 200 family-friendly recipes, dinners, sides, sauces, Like I said, pretty much everything I mentioned in this episode is in our recipe vault in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. You can access our recipe vault for just $3 a month. I also share quick cooking tips. We have a group chat as well. So I share something at least once every single week in the cooking club. And then for $5 a month, I will send you a done-for-you meal plan with a grocery list and a prep plan to your inbox every single week. I also produce two bonus podcast episodes every single month in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club as well. And for our family chef level, you get access to every single live and recorded cooking class that I do. I either do a live class or a recorded class every single month. So this might be a meal prep class, which are my most popular classes. This month we did a date night class for Valentine's Day. You can still watch the recording of. And I also produce a seasonal family cookbook every single month. The next one comes out in April. Winter is out now as well. So there is so much in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It's a great way to support the podcast, but also get a ton of recipes, meal plans, and so much more. 
So come check it out over at patreon.com slash healthy mama Chris. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple or Spotify or iHeart, so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying the tips that I share on this podcast, I would be so grateful if you left me a rating and a review to help other people find the podcast for more inspiration for making meals easier and more delicious for families. Thank you as always for listening. Next week, I have an extra special podcast episode coming out with the release of my Balance in a Bowl 2.0 book. Many of you have the first version that came out in 2021. It is being completely overhauled and redone. There will be a print copy of this book as well as a digital copy. So more on that next week. If you want early access to that, I'm going to be giving early access to the members in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So if you're in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, stay tuned for that. But either way, come back next week for an episode all about building delicious bowl meals. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.